Job says in here in chapter, in verse number 16, he says, leave me alone. Have you ever been there? It's just like, leave me alone. But let me tell you what the problem is with that, is you don't need to be left alone. Brothers, you need someone with you. You need to be surrounded by people who love you. You need to be surrounded by people who care for you. Catch this one. You need to be surrounded by people who will correct you. Good morning. This is the Impact Man, and you know what time it is. It is time to rise and grind. So go ahead, grab your cup of coffee, grab your device, and let's get into this word. Good morning, brothers. It is so good to be with you again on this morning. This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munts, and I am so excited about what God is is going to be saying to us on today. Grab your device, grab your coffee. What are y'all drinking this morning? I am drinking Black and Bold Rise and Grind. Yep. Our namesake, Black and Bold Rise and Grind. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later, but I want to get into this. Job chapter 7, Job chapter 7, beginning at verse number 11. Therefore, I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak the anguish of my spirit, I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Am I the sea or the sea monster that you set guard over me? If I say my couch will comfort me, my bed will ease my complaint. Then you frighten me with dreams and terrify me with visions so that my soul would choose suffocation, death rather than my pains. I waste away. I will not live forever. Leave me alone, for my days are only a breath. What is man that you exalt him and that you are concerned about him, that you examine him every morning and put him to the test every moment? Will you never turn your gaze away from me, nor leave me alone until I swallow my spittle? Have I sinned? What have I done to you, watcher of mankind? Why then do you not forgive my wrongdoing and take away my guilt? For now I will lie down in the dust and you will search for me, but I will no longer exist. We are back listening to our brother Job and he is still in this complaint mode. He's still in this complaint mode. And the one thing that just jumped out at me today is just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Have you ever been in that place in your life where everything seems like it's just falling apart? You know, I mean, let's just be for real. The kids is acting up. The spouse is acting crazy. She's nagging about this. She's nagging about that. Y'all know about that. Brothers, y'all know about that, what they call the honey-do list. Yeah, that honey-do list, that thing that it never goes away. You can fix everything on the honey-do list, and you say to yourself, whoo, you wipe the sweat off your brow. You know, you grab a cold drink. You sit down on the couch only to find out that what you thought was done 
you were just getting started because there's something else been added to that list. Job is in this place where he has just become frustrated with his life. Just frustrated. He has lost his children. He has lost his wealth. He has lost his livestock. Listen, he has lost his livelihood. The only one that he has that is closest to him is his wife. And then he has these three friends who show up because they heard that something went wrong. And we recognize that Eliphaz was the first one who began to speak. And now Job is talking. And one of the things that I notice here is Job is starting to uh, take in some of these things that, is, that Eliphaz had said to him. He's stuck on this place where I've sinned, I've messed up. So if that's what it is, God, then just forgive me. I want us to understand this. I really need us to get this piece right here. You need to know that suffering falls on the righteous as well as it falls on the unrighteous. Over in Luke, uh, I think it's around the 13th chapter of Luke, there's a, a very small parable toward the beginning of that when it talks about where Jesus asked the question, uh, uh, you know, if a tower fell, w wouldn't it fall on the just as well as the unjust? And of course, the answer comes back, yes. We must understand that everything that we're going through is not because of sin that we have sinned. Or it's not because of sin that we have done. A lot of the challenges that we go through are there just for that reason. It is there to challenge us. It's there to build us. So if you go into the gym, and you look at the weights every day, but you never lift a weight, you'll never gain muscle. I just said something right there. If you go into the gym and you look at the weights every day and you never touch the weights, you'll never gain muscle. So is if you watch your brother struggle and go through something and you never have to go through anything. You're not going to be, you're not going to be the same as your brother when it comes to muscle mass and faith. What I want is I want strong faith. I want faith that's strong enough that when the big thing comes, I just push it out the way and keep moving. It's still there. It's still uh, resident. It's still relevant. But I just keep moving because I recognize that this little bit of, or this thing that has come, I've got the strength to get over this. They used to sing this song. I always talk about them songs they used to sing. I used to, I, I love music. And so, you know, I listen to a lot. I remember a lot of songs, but they used to sing this song when I was growing up in church. Um, Lord, you don't have to move the mountain, but give me the strength to climb it. Well, let me tell you something. When your faith is strong, I don't even have to climb the mountain. I can push the mountain and it's going to move. Why? Because the scripture tells us that he'll give us faith the size of the grain of a mustard seed that we can speak to a mountain and it will move. 
And so what we have to understand is we have got to begin to take the precepts and the 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 uh, take the precepts that God has given us and utilize them in our own lives. Job says in here in chapter in verse number sixteen, he says, "Leave me alone." Have you ever been there? It's just like leave me alone. But let me tell you what the problem is with that: is you don't need to be left alone, brothers. You need someone with you. You need to be surrounded by people who love you. You need to be surrounded by people who care for you. Catch this one. You need to be surrounded by people who will correct you when you're messed up. We need to be surrounded by people who will correct us when we mess up. I know that we don't want to hear that, man, I don't mess up. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. Yes, we do. Have you ever been flipped with your mouth and as fast as it came out of your mouth, you heard the Holy Spirit, you heard Holy Spirit say to you, that was stupid. Oh, (laughs) okay. I know you're not going to admit it right now while you're listening, but later on, when you're going down the street, you're going to hear it again. Yeah, that was stupid. Have you ever said something to your spouse and after it came out of your mouth, you were like, Dang, I shouldn't have said that. So you can't be left alone. You need to be surrounded. Number one, you need to be surrounded by Holy Spirit. He's going to be there. The scriptures promise promise us that he is our comfort, that he is our guide. He is our teacher. So we've got to, number one, receive Holy Spirit into our lives. And once we have Holy Spirit in our lives to lead us and guide us and push us in the right direction, that's number one. And then you need to surround yourself with some other brothers. You need to surround yourself with some brothers who are thinking the same way that you are thinking and and pushing you in the same way that you want to go. Now, everybody is not thinking the same way. Everybody is not trying to go the same way. So you've got to be allowing the Holy Spirit to test those people who you surround yourself with and make a decision if this is the right person for me to live my life with. And what I mean by that, can I have this brother as my friend or should he just be somebody that's on the outside of my circle? Is this brother going to, is this brother going to add to me or is this brother going to take away from me? Is this, is this brother going to lead me down a path that I don't want to go, that I've been delivered from, or is this brother going to be accountable or tell me be accountable to who I am as a man and push me in the right way. Let me give you this example. So if, if you've had a problem with infidelity and you connect with yourself with someone who is an infidel, what sense does that make? You got to recognize that that person hasn't been delivered what God delivered you from. You messed around. You were sorry. You cried. You repented. Repent means to turn and go the other way. So you you cried. You repented. You turned. You went the other way. You're living a faithful life. And then come walking along, little bro, you know, 
who or big bro or old school OG, right? OG whose mindset hasn't been changed yet and still trying to play the, you know, play the game and he 10 years older than you on his phone showing you all kinds of pictures of naked women, this, that, and the other. And I hit this one that time and I hit this one that time. Wait a minute. Is that the person who you need to be connected with? Your spirits aren't connected. It's nice to know that person. Why? So I can pray for that person so they can experience the same deliverance I have experienced, but I'm not going to hold you close to my heart because you because you messed up in the brain, bro. I'm I'm just I'm going to keep it real with it because you're messed up in the brain. You, you don't you don't get that it's bigger. And we talked about this a couple days ago, but it, it really is, y'all. I don't know why I'm stuck there, but I, I got to keep moving. It's bigger than what I can do in the bedroom, man. We have got to get to this place where we honor our wives, honor our spouses. Honor, listen, listen, listen to me. Honor God. We have got to honor God and our relationship with God. So you can't be left alone. The other thing that jumped out to me was Job then says in verse 17, he says, what is man that you're concerned about him? It led me over to Psalm 8 and 48. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visited him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. See, Job didn't realize that he had been crowned with glory and honor. That is why God is bringing him through this situation. I don't know where you are in the path of life, but I hear Holy Spirit saying that he is bringing you through. Do not get stuck in your through because you are going to be crowned with glory and honor. When people see you, when you come out of this thing, you're going to be shining like a bright diamond. Wasn't well, it a song? Shine like a diamond? I don't know. But you're going to, I mean, come on. The greatest crown. Y'all think Queen Elizabeth got a crown? Nah, she ain't got nothing compared to the glory and the honor that's going to be on your head. Why? Because you'll be able to walk around with your head up. There'll be no guilt. There'll be no shame because the grace of God has pulled you out of the darkest pit of your life. And when you come out of that pit, trust me, you're coming out with some ideas. You're coming out with some, some strategies. You're coming out with some stuff that you heard a long time ago that God is about to put back into you and tell you keep going and keep moving. Everything that I've promised you will fall into place. So you cannot be left alone because ultimately God is working something out for your good. Ultimately, God is working something out for our good. Verse 17, why, what is man that you exalt him? 
Why are you, why are you even, why are you even looking at us, God? Because I'm concerned about you. That that's the answer to that. That you examine us every morning. And it led me over to Lamentations 3, 22 and 24. And this is so powerful. The Lord's acts of mercy indeed do not end. For his compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, catch this. Therefore, I need you to get this because this is the key right here. Therefore, I will wait for him. We can shut the program down on that. I am going to wait for God no matter how long it takes. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to cry if I got to cry. I'm going to toss and turn in my bed. I'm going I'll deal with the nightmares. I'll deal with the night terrors. I'll listen, catch this. I may find myself in a place of complaining, but even after the complaining, I'm going to clean clean myself up, wipe my face, and I'm still going to wait on the Lord. Why? Because every morning his mercies are brand new. Every morning, I get a brand new chance to start this thing all over again. If I wake up, my God, I hope y'all getting this. If I wake up, I got another chance. Don't leave me alone, God. Keep bothering me till I get it right. Keep shaking my spirit till I get it right. Do not leave me alone. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your presence and we say thank you. Thank you for all that you are doing for us. Thank you for all that you are pouring into us as men. Strengthen us and help us to become all that you want us to be. Break down every barrier that the enemy is trying to throw in our way and give us insight so that we can become the men you want us to be. We can walk in the way you want us to walk. We can change the lives of those around us who we need to change. We thank you in advance, God, for what you are doing. Hallelujah. God, I pray that you would surround us with brothers who will enrich and encourage us on our walk as we grow in you and in your knowledge. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you will not let us fail. And we know that you won't. But God, please just remind us that you're not going to fail because we are in you. And because we are in you, you never fail. I can never fail. We can never fail. And we thank you for your word that reminds us that Jesus never fails. God, give us wisdom to know who to let in our circle. Yes, God. Help us recognize and see those men, those women, those businesses, those entities, those ideals that we should allow into our circle, that we can meditate on those things and, and those things can grow us and we can grow in them together. And God, we say thank you. Thank you for all that you have done. Hallelujah. 
Thank you for all that you are doing. Hallelujah. Just simply thank you because we know that you have our best in mind. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody shouted amen, amen, and amen. All right, brothers, thank you so much for being with us on this morning. We are so excited about what God is doing in our lives. Number one, I need you to do a couple things for me. Number one, if you do not know Jesus Christ, I need you to give your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. That is what it takes. That's salvation. Don't let anybody else fool you. It doesn't take running around a church. It doesn't take speaking in tongues to be saved. None of that. It's confess and believe. The rest of it is a process that happens in you as you give yourself fully to Christ. All right. Now, the next thing is uh, I want to know what you're drinking. I want to know what kind of coffee you are drinking. All right. This morning, um, I'm drinking Black and Bold Rise and Grind. This is a medium roast coffee with a smooth taste, notes of citrus, similar to lemon and grapefruit, the silky caramel that runs about midway, and it finishes with this nice aftertaste of walnuts and pecans. I mean, this is some good coffee. That's a medium roast. Now, I'm not a, I'll be honest with you, I don't like light roast coffee because it tastes like water to me. Um, I do drink drink some every now and then, but I like dark roast and I like medium roast, right? So I want to know what you guys are drinking. Do you like the light roast coffee? Are you a coffee drinker that's like, you know, what, what them things called? Lattes? You, what I found out, I used to work at, well, I worked in restaurants all my life, but I worked as a barista for a short period of time. And what I found out is that lattes, latte mean latte milk. It's a bunch of milk with a little bit of coffee in it. Y'all keep that for yourself. If I want a glass of milk, then I'll get a glass of milk. <laughs> but what are, you, what are you drinking? And how are you brewing your coffee in the morning? Let me know. Go over to morningmeditationformen.com and shoot me a note and say, hey, uh, Pastor, I, I, I brew my coffee. What I do at home is I have whole bean coffees. I grind them every morning. And then I use a coffee press to me. You can't touch it. It is the best way to make coffee. Oh, my goodness. Now, when I'm out and about, I will drink brewed coffee because I don't have no choice. But at home, I'm grinding my beans every morning. All right, y'all. That's it. Uh, I don't have anything else this morning. I don't want to keep going because, you know, I can. I can talk a while. This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munson. I thank you so much for being with me on this morning. We out of here. Peace.